I was constantly in forests and with my parents going on some trips. And I think that kind of influenced me and my art as well. Welcome to the Pixel Paper Podcast, a series where we get to know the creative processes behind up-and-coming digital artists. My name is Noor, graphic designer and work-in-progress artist, and I'll be your host for this series. Today's guest is a student who goes by the alias of Nazca. She talks us through her journey as a background artist and how she consistently improves her craft. She reminds us of the fundamentals and gives credit to great background artist references. So sit back, get comfy, and enjoy. Hello, hello. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So Nazca, for the benefit of our audience, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So hello, everyone. I am Nasiha, but friends usually call me Nazca, so that's how I prefer being called. And I'm from Bosnia and Herzegovina, and I'm a um, digital artist for usually like painting landscapes. But I also like um, am studying visual arts and visual communication design. So that's really like a mix of art and graphic design. So yeah. And also my um, uh, journey as a digital art is like two and a half years. So yes, that's short intro about me. So I wanted to interview you because I really love the dramatic and cinematic feel to your work. So could you tell us a bit more about your art? Yeah, sure. And thank you for these words. Yeah, well, when I think about my art, I usually like think um, about lighting because it's something really that mesmerizes me. And I think lighting, if it's really well done, um, I think it can really speak to viewer to a whole new level. So that's what I've been trying to improve myself more and like trying to convey my feelings and my thoughts and uh, whatever I'm feeling, whatever mood through lighting. And it was really uh, like special a journey that I was currently um, that I was going through, and I think well, it was really special for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's really heavily focused on lighting, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I love the colors in your work, which is it's a very big factor. So can you share how you learned how to use color and what inspires your color choices? Yeah, um, well. It was really a rocky beginning, I have to say. Like um, when I was starting with uh, digital art, I was really not very really, very familiar with colors, how it works. So I was trying like different stuff. And uh, at the beginning, I was using like, like two dark tones, I think, and it wasn't really as catching and really interesting. So after a while, I thought like, well, all these artworks are fine, but it's not really something I see improvement and so I've contacted my art the art teacher and what she said like really changed my um, idea on how like colors work like she said something in line like uh, think about constant like battle between very complementary colors if something is yellow the shadow would be like purplish or something like that so I I was trying to really think about it more deeply like and also yeah she said like uh, since the sun is like natural yellowish color everything that it's like it bathes with this color it's going to be like um, more warm so uh, I can for example uh, say something like um, when I paint grass it's usually um, not really pure green color so many artists do this but I'm not judging but like I have been doing that like for so long like painting something with really green tones and it wasn't really good looking good so I was choosing more like 
like uh, warmer tones of green. And to oppose that, I'm going to use for the shadow parts, for example, like radish or purple, purplish, and even adding some blues to that. So it's really like um, experimenting, constant experimenting about how these colors work and how they affect each other. And I think it's really something special for me as well. And also something I had to really, really um, learn a lot as well. But it's, I hope I'm going, I'm getting there, hopefully. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, well, that's great. I mean, you studied visual design. So did you meet your art teacher through your, I mean, college or? So, yeah, I've been having like, uh, since this is um, like a mix of graphic design and also art. So I have uh, my painting class uh, a few semester back, I think. So uh, it was painting once. So that teacher also tell me this um, advice she had. So yeah, I mean, uh, she told me many other things about how to improve. Like, but I think if, since then um, we had like that connection where I can maybe send her some like paintings and maybe she can maybe point out some mistakes or something. So why why do you specifically focus on background art? Is there a reason for this? Um, yeah, actually, I was constantly in forests and with my parents going on some trips. And I think that kind of influenced me and my art as well, because that's something close to me and it remembers and reminds me of my childhood. So it's actually something that it's kind of dear to me and really have nice memories. So I try to like convey my memories and my thoughts to through landscapes and nature. And I really didn't like I didn't find myself in portrait and character design. So yeah, I chose like landscapes. Mm. But even you say you don't focus on, on characters, but even in your work, I notice sometimes there's always a very small character in the distance. So what makes you, I mean, what drives the story behind these characters? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you well spotted. Well, um, yeah, I think that uh, it, beside like having this uh, focal point because like human figures are natural focal points on the artwork so that helps me convey uh, like a story but also like these um figures are usually like with these uh, long capes and hoods so i think it kind of gives this mysterious vibe to it i think but also like it's um it's not really we don't know the identity of that uh, figure so it can be anyone like you can uh, imagine yourself being there in that magical world and thinking like oh, you're on some kind of journey or something. But and also these like figures are usually like um, move their capes are um, like flowing behind. So I, I think that kind of represents movement and constant development. It can also be like constant development in art, like your art journey is always like improving and developing. So yeah, it's like have different meanings and I really leave the, that to in, uh, the viewer, how one can interpret themselves. So yeah. Mm. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I really like the, the explanation behind it. That's, that's really cool. So, I mean, would you say you're inspired by fantasy art? Because I feel like that your art gives off that kind of vibe. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's something I really strive to like achieve that fantasy vibe and that fantasy atmosphere so yeah also i've been inspired by some fantasy books as well so that's i think that's my kind of realm i guess could you tell us a bit more about your inspirations mm, yeah um so well there are so many artists i follow on instagram that really inspires me and uh, well 
they kind of helped me build my own art style in a way. And their works are kind of speaking to me. So I think some of them like, and I hope I just pronounced their names correctly. I um, Like they are um, Benjamin Zanek, I think. And then um, Andreas Roham and Jeremy Adams and uh, what else? Jocelyn Carmes, Jean Guissas. I think I'm pronouncing their names correctly. And there are so many other as well, but those are like some I can remember. And I don't know, they're just, their works is magical. And I, that's something I see myself going forward like in their direction they did so yeah mm -hmm. that's that's really cool i like how you remember their names off the top of your head i mean i really struggle remembering people's names <laughs> yeah well i kind of like those artists especially like uh this benjamin zanek i think he's like um instagram is ricky art and i think it's something really one of the first artists that really kind of pushed me forward like i wanted to be like them so yeah that's kind of special to me as well how would you use the inspiration that you see in your own work? Mm, so, well, I think, uh, I guess, again, I'm going to, to touch upon the uh, idea about lighting. What I really like about these artists is their lighting. So what I wanted to maybe convey in my art is that exact, maybe like lighting ideas. I mean, not exact, I'm not going to like copy their work, but like, see how they're done it and maybe try to done something similar in my own style, my own way. So yeah, I think the lighting is something I'm looking forward in other people's work and that's inspires me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And um, your compositional layouts, I would say are very strong. You always have, or more often than not, you have very big skies and then the foreground is quite less sometimes, or sometimes, you know, you're kind of in a forest. But I feel like for me, what really attracted me to your work was your skies. Like they are so big and vast and just like how you see in, in real life. Um, what I wanted to know is how, what inspired, you know, your compositions. And I'm assuming your, your graphic design background is helping you in determining the composition. Yes, I did actually have some influences from my, we had like a photography class in several semesters back and I've learned some like rules when you can kind of uh, capture the perfect uh, photo photograph using some that, um, some like rules in photography so when I'm painting forests for example I'll always add some at uh, the beginning at the foreground I'm going to add like some trees or some branches that are, that are going to kind of um, envelop that whole painting so that the focus are going to be uh, on the lighting maybe in the background or some characters in the background. So I think that's kind of helpful for me when it comes to like uh, making the composition. And also you said something about the skies. Well, yeah, I think um, there's also this rule like a leading point. Like I think I, I remember it correctly. Like and the, these lines leading um, the viewer to the certain point, perhaps like in the, in the background. So how can I explain that? Like maybe my uh, my clouds are in a certain line that that kind of leads the um, the attention to the maybe some maybe object I want them to um, to be focused on. I think I don't know how really to best describe it, but um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no worries. I think that's it's evident in your work actually I feel like it's uh, you don't really need to explain it but yeah definitely I, I see the I'm looking through your Instagram now and I see the 
the lines kind of leading towards a certain object and and I think that's really cool actually um I noticed that you you always tend to post your speed paints on Instagram do you do these daily and can you take us through the process of how you go from nothing to finished piece oh yeah sure so yeah I did do post these uh, speed paints because well going back to my favorite artist back then like uh, Benjamin's I mean he also like used that as he also did posted um, speed paint and it helped me kind of understand how his process are going so that's something I also used in my own maybe like thinking maybe would someone would be interested in seeing that and someone would find it helpful so that's something I also do and it kind of special for me uh, because like um, I also had some background in music and soundtracks that kind of represents my own feelings or moods so it's really fun and interesting, like process making all of this. And um, do you want me like to explain how I paint all these processes or like? Yeah, I mean, like what, what, how do you find the inspiration every day and kind of how do you get started, you know? I do. Well, sometimes I'm really like not sure what to paint and I usually find some references and I also have like some folder when where I keep my inspiration photographs and stuff like that. So when I'm not sure what to paint, I usually pick some references and maybe use elements from different photos and combine it, combined it in my own. And also, well, if I don't know what to paint, I usually go like for a forest because that's my comfort, um, comfort thing to I say, let's see. Do you have the idea in mind before you start painting or do you kind of let the painting, you know, unravel itself? Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, sometimes I'm really not sure what I'm doing and I'm just like uh, sure uh, what colors I'm going to use and I just splash the colors with different brushes and maybe if I can see something in that, I can like develop the idea. But sometimes I'm like um, sure what I'm going to like represent, maybe some uh, concept I had in my mind and that's how I gradually start. I don't, I don't usually like do sketches and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But I like uh, sometimes really like spontaneously creating an artwork that I had maybe some really vague idea in my head. But yeah, that's my process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, cool. And with regards to brushes, I think that's something that I'm always so confused about when it comes to digital painting. I'm like, do I use multiple brushes? Do I stick to one brush? So what's your approach? Um, yeah, to be honest, it is kind of confusing because everyone now has like different brushes and mm -hmm everyone's like selling them so yeah I think what I found to be that works for me is like I have two different kinds of brush packs and um like one of it one is the Evanant and the other is um Angel Ganev I think I pronounced his name correctly I think that's his uh, brush pack as well so what I did at the beginning is like um experienced in experimented with different um with these different brushes and see how different brush can make different um, impacts in the artwork and how can I maybe make with different brushes, different like types of skies or different grass and something. So at the beginning, it's a little bit hard to like understand the brush itself, but once you get kind of get used to it and how, uh, you know how it works, it kind of gets easier later. So yeah, I think it's all about making like trying to find your own how you want to express your own style and what kind of brushes suits you best. So yeah, I, I think it's so special for every, for different artists and different, so yeah. You said that you used to draw daily, right? That wasn't a challenge. It was just a habit, I would suppose. Um, 
well, I don't think I paint daily. Like uh, maybe I did before, but I did like maybe um, post it like maybe every other day or something. It depends. That I, I guess I depends on the other things I have to do. But yeah. Do you try and make it a habit to draw like a certain number of times a week? Mm, not really. I sometimes I just really don't feel like painting, so I don't want to pressure myself because. I don't know, I just, I feel like art should be like something that you enjoy doing and I don't want to pressure myself and I don't feel like painting. So yeah, it's rather sp spontaneously for me. Mm -hmm. Speaking of pressure, do you feel like you have social media pressure in terms of trying to get followers or trying to maintain an aesthetic on your Instagram? I do care about my Instagram aesthetic. I didn't recently and sometimes I'm like, um, well, let's let's just pay more attention to that. But after a while, I just also get tired of that. Like I, I feel tired of like seeing what other would like me to paint, what other would like me to, what others would like to see. So I think that's like um, to the point. I'm guess I guess I don't care, but also I do care a little bit. So it's a half and a half, I guess. But also I don't I just don't want to do something that's not really uh, important for me and that's not that's not authentic to me so yes I guess I'd really pay more attention to what I think and what I would like to see and I sometimes kind of like don't feel about uh, following the aesthetics and followers and yeah I mean followers are kind of not really such a great big big deal to me I know why but like I feel like those followers I'm already having are I'm super grateful for and the support I, I have um, received from them is really special and I know I'm like having like 3000 now and I'm really like, whoa, that's too much. Like I, I really want to pay attention for every single follower. And if I gain later, maybe more followers, I don't think about I, I would have time for all of them. That makes me sad. So yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a nice answer, I think. So do you think social media contributes to your art or is it more just a place where you can kind of put your artwork? for other people to see mm. it's not really a factor in you well, know, improving your art or something yeah I mean um it did help me to like gain more confidence the support I've given they have like pushed me more and if they if I didn't have my followers I probably like maybe didn't I wouldn't focus too much on, on posting and like engaging with other artists but having that kind of support really really make me um kind of more engaged in the social media especially Instagram in this case and yeah mm. okay cool so where would you where do you think you want your art to go in the future especially I mean I don't know if you're graduating anytime soon but could you tell us a bit more about that um yeah well I probably um I would like to be more like professional in what I'm doing for sure I would like to be a professional artist um and those artists I have mentioned are really like something I would like to improve. Um, but like definitely would like to be more um, professional when it comes to colors. I think I have to learn so much in perspective. Like perspective is so difficult and I would like to also improve that. Maybe like uh, work later as a uh, freelance artist for some companies or similar, but really I would like to improve. Um, yeah, and color definitely. And, lighting that's art too i wanted to ask you what does what does making art mean to you and how does art affect your life 
to me, art is a way of self self-expression. I think like it can also have this healing effect to me because sometimes I just um, I can't convey what I think throughout through the words. So I really convey all of my thoughts and all of my like feelings, how I feel through my artwork, and that's really um, nice and interesting like progress a process for me because I don't know like something that's really special for me and all my thoughts and feelings that I convey throughout throughout the art. Maybe someone else wouldn't um get the same like expression same the same atmosphere same mood so i think the art something is art is something subjective and like everyone um interprets them in, in their own way and i think that's something really interesting i guess like everyone has their own opinion about something and yeah i think that's really interesting okay cool and my final question which is a question that i am asking to all of our guests is remember a time you were stuck in a deep creative rut how did you break free mm, yeah that's a good one um well what i've been trying to um like kind of convince myself in those rough times is um i just don't want to stop making art like even though it's super hard like you feel like you have no motivation no inspiration nothing but like i want i don't want to like um stop making art nonetheless like I have to do it even though if I don't want to do it I mean the different thing is if you are like exhausted and tired and you just want to have some rest and that's okay like you give yourself like a rest of a couple of days and if later you like feel like you have no motivation that your art sucks and that you just you don't feel like making art at all I just maybe pick several again references I say before and maybe just because these references are something that's really like um, these sceneries and um, like they are already made so you're just kind of trying to maybe copy that and something like that so I usually if I don't have any ideas myself and I just make something that really ex already exists I guess so I'm trying to like even though I don't want to paint I just want to paint and don't ever like question myself and doubt myself that I can do it I mean and over time, maybe if I do something good today, or if it's okay, even like maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll look back and see, oh, I did yesterday something. Maybe I can do today something as well. So, yeah, I think that's kind of progress. Like thinking if, if even if even if you don't want to do it, something you just do it, and yeah, that works for me at least. So it's about consistency, I guess. Yeah, and I think also what you mentioned before is if you don't feel like painting or if you don't know what to paint just paint don't think about what you're painting just paint something that's there I guess the the hard part is coming up with the concept right yes yeah definitely I agree like even if something abstract why not why not make something abstract it just if if it speaks to you like why not nobody like can judge you on that and I think that's something well I guess I'm um, special about art yeah all right well thank you so much Nazca this was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for uh, inviting me. It was really uh, interesting and I appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Nazca and perhaps learned a thing or two that you can apply in your own creative processes or even just in your life. And I'll see you next week for another great episode on the Pixel Paper podcast. <laughs>